Welcome to the Flourishing Life Podcast. This is a podcast all about creating deep relationships and building a healthy community in which you can flourish. We are three friends who also happen to be related. In each episode, we'll be sharing strategies and ideas, as well as encouragement, in order for you to build a stronger community that helps you have a more fulfilling life. We're so excited to journey along with you as you create your own community. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining my sister, Brittany. Hey. And my sister-in-law, Shelly. Hi, friends. As we talk about an article that I recently read, this article is all about five habits that people who are less lonely have. I thought this article was super interesting and really connected well with what we find valuable here on our podcast, Building Community. So today, what we thought we would do is go ahead and talk through each of these five habits that people have that are less lonely and share a little bit about our thoughts on the habits and how we kind of interpret those and how we apply them to our life and what we would like to improve or change and what we're doing well with those. So to jump right in, Brittany, why don't you give us a good overview of the article and kind of summarize it for our listeners so they know basically what we're going to be covering in this episode. Um, It's called How Not to Be Lonely, and it starts out by citing some pretty sad statistics. Mm -hmm. Cigna surveyed about 20,000 people and found that loneliness is is on the rise among Americans. Um, 46% of those surveyed always feel lonely and 47% feel left out. Uh, Some might think that social media is the leading cause of this, but the numbers are actually pretty similar for those who use social media and those who don't. They examine five habits in the article of people that don't feel lonely or feel less lonely, which are relationships, sleep, spending time with family, physical activity, and meaningful and manageable work habits, which um, we're all going to go through right now. And I thought this inter- this research was really interesting because Cigna is a big health, global healthcare organization. And so mm-hmm. another thing they kind of brought up in the article and the, the research they did was the idea that people um, really have to connect and our minds and bodies work together. And you can't separate Mm -hmm. just your physical health from like your mental health. And so I think Mm -hmm. that being lonely really takes a toll on your mental and your physical health. And so really diving in and saying, okay, what can people do? Because we know our minds and our bodies are connected. How do we meet that for both kind of people? What's going on there? So um, to jump right right in, I'll talk about each of these habits. And then I have some questions that I'm going to shoot your guys' way so you can answer. So the first one was relationships. So people who engage in frequent and meaningful relationships and in-person interactions have much lower loneliness scores and report better health than those who rarely interact with friends face-to-face. So I think right there, you can see the connection between if you have meaningful in-person interactions and you're spending time with people in your community, you actually are going to see better physical health. Um, which Mm -hmm. I would definitely agree with. So my question to you guys is what does this look like for each of you? What does it look like for you to have meaningful relationships in your life? I think that for me, um, I just having kids, I spend a lot of time around people and I don't know if they're always super meaningful interactions, but, um, being around your kids can. So this article is from good.is either make you feel really happy if they're like kids are funny and cheerful a lot of times, you know? And so I get a lot of joy out of being around my children 
Um, and then sometimes it can be really stressful right. as well. <laughs> Less stressful. Um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I also try to surround myself with people who are kind and empathetic. And um, so even if I just see friends really quickly at the bus stop, or at ballet for a few minutes, or when I drop the kids off at Awana, um, if I keep those relationships up, and we speak on a regular basis, then there's not a lot of catching up to do. And I could say, Oh, my gosh, today was so crazy. And this happened and that happened. And I know that they are a kind and caring mm -hmm. ear to um, and can provide some feedback and some comfort or just some laughter and joy. And so I think I don't always get long amounts of times with sure. my friends, but I see people often. Right, frequently. Mm -hmm. So um, that frequent frequent is important. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What about yes. you, Shelly? Um, for me, I have one friend that I see weekly. Um, that's something we both make a priority, uh -huh. even if it's just for a short bit of time. I also look forward to my times like at preschool drop-off. Um, mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends that meet with a smile. Right. Like, you know, when people look at you yeah. and they just smile with their eyes and it makes yeah. you feel so good. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they bring you in and you get to engage. And even if it's for two minutes, right. you feel so good. Like, I always walk away and feel uplifted. Yeah. Like, that was um, nice. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Yes. Um, I also try to regularly plan visits with my friends. Um, they are so important to me. So yeah, that's something that I make important, yeah. um, a priority. Um, but I think that's probably about it. What about you, Bran? I put being intentional with seeing my friends and I talk about that quite a bit in episode three, if our listeners want to go back and check out um, that episode on how we make time for community in our lives, but being intentional. And I also was thinking about my relationships with friends and I enjoy big groups and small groups. So I love to get together for a party or a larger group where there's multiple couples or, you know, five or six girlfriends. Mm -hmm. But then I also really enjoy just one-on-one -on -one or hanging out with one or two people. So it's mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. combination that I feel like if I have time, it's beneficial for big and small. So I try to do a mix of that as well. I don't feel like I connect with my friends if all I'm seeing them is in large group settings. And so I try to be really yes. intentional right. about making sure I'm seeing people and like actually can have a conversation and go deeper than just, mm -hmm. you know, if you're in a room full of people or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention of this is meaningful relationships. Something that really stood out to me is working on being vulnerable. And that's something that I'm really working on. And one thing that I'm doing right now is doing this podcast, which feels very vulnerable to me, but looking at people <laughs> and saying, this is who I actually am. This is what I'm dealing with my life. This is how I feel. Instead of just being like, I'm fine. It's good. Everything's great. It's great. You know, when I'm like, people right. know if, you know, they're your friends that you're not doing well. So I think that is also something I'm working on is just being vulnerable. I think that's amazing. Right. Well, that, yeah. And that just leads to deeper relationships. Right. You know, I feel like if, if you feel like people are always putting on a front for you and not um, being honest and being their true selves, then it's hard to have a close relationship with people. And it's hard for those people to open up right. to you if they feel like you're super perfect and there's nothing wrong in your life right. at all, they're not going to want to say like, 
I yelled at my kids and it was terrible and right. I feel so bad. <laughs> Not that that ever happens <laughs> to any of us. That never <laughs> happens. No, never. <laughs> See, we're doing so good at being vulnerable right now. <laughs> right. Oh I was with God. friends today and there we talked about being brave yeah. and courageous yeah. as women and how you can empower each other through that. One of my friends is like, you're being so brave with your podcast. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. (laughs) I'm so scared. (laughs) Right? But I guess being brave is a scary feeling. I think that so many times when I think of bravery, I always think of like good connotations. But like if you actually Mm -hmm. are being brave, I do think you're in a scary place. Yes. For me, at least. Yes. And I don't think of it as something that people have to like learn and grow. I think of it as just something they have. Right. A lot of times, and I'm like, oh, they work. You have to work really hard to be brave. Yes, that is true. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds like a cool conversation. Yeah. Um, So the next one that we are going to talk about is sleep. Oh, one of my favorite topics. I love this topic so much. So according (laughs) to research, which I thought this was so interesting that there's a connection between not being lonely and getting enough sleep. I thought this was fascinating. So those who say they sleep just the right amount have lower loneliness scores. So if you sleep the right amount for you, you are going to be less lonely, according to research. So I was thinking about this and I was thinking, perhaps it's because when you get sleep, you feel like you have energy to invest in relationships. Whereas if you're Mm -hmm. exhausted, you're just like, when can I take a nap? Like, I'm so tired, right? Right. So I thought this one was super, super interesting. So I would love to hear your thoughts, you guys, on um, sleep in general. How do you feel about it? What's your opinion? Well, I really like to sleep a lot. (laughs) But not too much, because if you sleep too much, then you can be lonely as well, right? Like You You have have to get out of bed to make friends? (laughs) Yes. So I sleep is very, very important to me. And I'm sure a lot of people would say that, but I've pretty much abandoned all nightly activities in order to go to bed by nine o'clock. That's amazing, Brittany. Like that is my life. Even if it's a Friday night (laughs) and my husband thinks we should be out doing something super fun. I don't, I'm like, no, I still need my sleep. So I, for me, I think the optimal amount of sleep is between eight and nine That's a lot of sleep. You're on the higher end of the spectrum. Yeah. And I'm so happy when I sleep. <laughs> like why you are sleeping, you're feeling so happy. feelings of happiness. <laughs> yes. I just like, I love sleeping. This is the best. Because I, I pretty much go to bed. Well, I get in bed at nine. I probably fall asleep about like 9.30 right. and then get up yeah. at six. Okay. That's mm-hmm. a good amount of sleep, Brittany. Yes. And I also, I, I'm not recommending this to anybody because I'm not a doctor, but I take magnesium oh. at night to help me sleep more yes. deeply. I'm a big fan oh, of that. Interesting. Yes. Yes. It's not, doesn't like make you fall asleep like melatonin right. does. It just helps you sleep more soundly and you don't wake up feeling bad in the morning. So I don't recommend anyone else to take it because I don't want to get in yeah. trouble for it's that. It's not a medical but... podcast just for the record. <laughs> not a, <laughs> exactly. But those are my feelings. That's my yeah. feeling on sleep. I think it's very, Love very sleep. important. Take some magnesium, helps you sleep well. Okay. Exactly. I like it. Exactly. That sounds amazing. <laughs> what about you, Shelly? What's your sleep thought? Um, for me, I actually get eight hours of sleep as well. I realize oh. I try to. Yeah. That's and good. that's something I've always worked really hard on. I have sleep trained all of my children because I need sleep. Yes. 
I'm way yes. happier. I'm more productive. Yes. And something about me, I get sick if I don't get sleep. Oh. Like if I go multiple nights, like two oh. to three nights in a row and I don't get sleep, I will get sick every single time. Oh. That's My awful. body just like oh, no. shuts down. Right. It's like, no, you need to sleep. Yeah. No, I, that it will. And then it's like, what's the point of being sick? If you know, that's going to happen. It's just, yes, I can like feel it coming now. And then I'm like trying to do everything I can. Right. To not have that. No, that makes to sense. To not get sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, but. I too love sleep. It's my favorite. And I always think about, it, I don't know if it's because I went so many years with like babies and newborns and like sleep training and not getting sleep and kids in the middle of the night, all of that, that I just put such a high value on it, but I Mm -hmm. just love it. And I will definitely say no to activities if I feel like I need more sleep and I'm not going to get it. Um, so right now I'm going to bed between, I'd say like 10 30 and 11 getting, getting up about six or six 30. So I'm getting a decent amount of sleep. The funny thing is, is people ask me all the time. They're like, you're so busy. You must never sleep, which I'm like, actually, that's the complete opposite. <laughs> like I, my yeah, priority I do things because I do get sleep and I do feel rested. And I'm yes. just going to say this, I'm going to throw it out there. I take naps. Like if I am tired, I will take a nap. I am a shameless napper. And I used to think like, oh, I'm so lazy. Like I should just be doing things and not take a nap. But I have realized if I lay down in the afternoon, if I'm like exhausted and even if I don't fall asleep, but I can just like rest for like 20 minutes, I am so much better. So I don't nap every single day, but like if I feel tired, I will lay down and I will take a nap and I'm so much more productive and I feel so much better and I'm happier. I feel like I have more to give to my kids, my husband. I feel like I can get through like dinner, bath time, homework, bedtime routines so much better. Yes. The hardest time of the day. Exactly. And it's like you're already yeah. going into it depleted. And so like if I can just get a little yes. sleep. So I would say I probably nap I... maybe twice a week, if I'm honest. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's amazing. I'm like once a month. I am like twice a year. Really? Like I do not believe. You don't believe I, in naps? That no, I they don't, happen. I don't believe in naps. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Come to my don't, house. I'm, I'm going to like hold this sign <laughs> in front of my house. No napping. Um <laughs> No, I, I feel like nighttime is sleep time and daytime is mm. like, get stuff done time. Do things. Do things. Actually, it sounds like I'm really productive. <laughs> Maybe I'm just like hanging out, doing nothing, eating some yeah. pretzels or something, but <laughs> at least I'm not sleeping. <laughs> I'm not opposed to other okay, people napping you. though. So thank you. Away, I'm being vulnerable here. So don't judge me, Brittany. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Nap away, Brand. Thank Nap you. away. Oh, the best is sometimes the kids all sleep like in the living room or like, like doze rest. Sometimes it's full on sleep. Sometimes it's just like a restful state. And they'll like be playing with uh-huh. me there the other day. They're like, we'll play restaurant and you can be the customer. And I like looked up and I had all this like <laughs> pretend food all over me. And they kept like coming to take my order. They're like, how does it taste? I'm like, mm-hmm, so good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, go make me something else really complicated guys. And then bring it back. <laughs> you should play doctor. Yes. That's what we play doctor. Yes. And I'm the sick patient. Yes. I have to sleep. Oh, oh my gosh. That is such a good Whatever idea. Okay. Listeners. There you go. Some tips for you to get through your day. Okay. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about in the article is number three, spending time with family. So this was a really interesting one. Those who spend a lot of time with family feel like they have friends when they need them and they feel less lonely. 
So when I was reading this, I was thinking um, of my family that's extended family. So Brittany, Shelly, you guys fit in this category, um, not like my mm-hmm. kids and my spouse. So that's kind of how I took it, right. um, mm-hmm. just for listeners so they have an idea. So what are your thoughts on spending time with family? So those would be like your in-laws and such, Shelly. It's going to get really <laughs> real Shelly. on the podcast here for our listeners right I now. know. No, I know. I thought of a lot of funny things to say, but I have to say all kinds of things Uh because we moved all the way back across the country to be closer to you guys Uh and to be closer to my family. It's just so important to us. Yeah. We had two kids and we lived in Virginia and we said, oh, like, what's the most important thing to us? And we said being by family. Yeah. So we got Mm -hmm. a job and moved back across. Yay. Much to to our joy. And we're so happy. I know. But those cousin connections and like Mm -hmm. being by you guys and the support that you've given is amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. You can't substitute it. Oh, thanks, Shelly. There's nothing else. There we go, people. On the record right here. (laughs) No going back. No going back. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Brittany? What do you think about spending time with family? I think it, I, I think about when we were little and mom used to, um, she, so just a little bit of a background, Brandy and I are the two oldest girls. And then there's four boys under us. So there's six in our family, six kids in our family. And our mom always stressed, stressed those Mm -hmm. relationships so much. And I just remember her saying, your siblings are the most important people in your life. Like your friends may come and go. You might have friends for a lifetime, but your siblings are the people who are always going to be around you. And I remember like if we weren't getting along, she would say, you can't go out and you cannot go play with any of your friends. You cannot leave this house until everybody's Mm -hmm. getting along. And we literally had to stay home until we all started getting along and not fighting as much. And a little, like she went to extreme. Sometimes she would put us in the motor home and drive us out into the middle of nowhere for so long <laughs> until we started being nicer to each other. Yes. You know, we didn't have any other option. We were the only people like, around. Figure it out. Like in the yeah. desert somewhere. Oh, that's awesome. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, and so I think she stressed that when we were younger and it, it carried over. I mean, when we get together, I feel like we just all enjoy each other's company so much mm-hmm. and we love to be together. Mm-hmm. I was actually talking to mom today and joking that like she stressed those relationships so much when we were younger and now she has to put up with us always wanting to spend time together. <laughs> that is so true. Have big family um, celebrations all the time. And I think that is so true because so. we love getting together. It's just fun. And yeah, I feel it's like the most fun. Yeah. We're just like magnetic. Like when a couple of people are together, then it's like all of a sudden, oh, what about this person? What's this person doing? What's this person doing? And we're all just like getting on board. <laughs> Which there's it's quite so a fun. few of us now too, because oh there's twelve gosh. grandkids, and there's yes, and four of yeah. us are married, and then yeah, yeah. so it's a lot. Do the I math. I can't even do I that math. So but there's people. a lot. We can't even count the numbers. <laughs> it's the best. And Every event starts with like twenty five people. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so twenty five yeah. plus however many else you want right. to invite. Oh, so fun. I know. Well, I would definitely agree with that sentiment. I really enjoy spending time with our family. And I also really enjoy the relationship that I have with my in-laws. That is just such a special thing. And it's, 
-hmm. It's hard because they don't live in state, but it is so great when we get to see them. And I feel like blessed because we get to see them quite a few times a year. Um, and we just have the best mm -hmm. time. So I really appreciate those relationships as well. So I definitely agree with this point. Spending time with family, you feel like you have somebody in your corner and has your back and you have history with them. And I think mm -hmm. that sometimes with friends, even if long-term friends, they didn't grow up with your siblings, with your parents, those mm -hmm. like relationships mm -hmm. you've had for years. So I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next one that is on the list that research showed was physical activity. So people um, who say they get the right amount of exercise are considerably less likely to be lonely. So again, that connection between that physical health and that mental health. Um, so what do you guys think about your amount of physical activity? Are you happy with it? Do you wish it was more? Do you wish it was less? What are your thoughts, Shelly, on that? I currently wish I exercised more. Okay. I have done a lot of different types of activities as far as exercising goes over the years. Yeah. Um, from group classes with a gym membership to just walking daily with friends, uh, online workouts, like Beachbody. Yeah. Uh, they all have created such a different but equally amazing type of community. Right. So right now I'm still doing Beachbody. This uh -huh. is not a plug I don't sell beach body okay. I don't do any of that but it's really fun because we do online groups and so then I see my friends and we're like oh you did your workout today awesome right. I saw your thing yeah and it's super fun yeah so you do um, feel like it helps build community then yes mm -hmm. yes I do yeah that's great it's been awesome what about you Brittany what do you think about physical activity and community um I feel pretty good about my level of physical activity right You're now. You're talking about tennis? <laughs> I, I okay. might. Um, I do play tennis at least once yeah. a week, and that is a great outlet for me. I get to see my friends, as we have discussed in pretty much yes. every previous yes. episode. Um, so I do that, and then I also do my walking with yeah. my friend. And we actually did a long walk yesterday, and now my legs are really oh. hurting me. Um, we walked downtown which you have to go we live kind of up on a hill and you have to go down this yeah. path and then back up these stairs oh, yeah. and they're called the stairs, the stairs oh. because they're like these huge long flights of yes. stairs that go all the way up this hill they're huge and, and at one point uh, like you can't see if you're at the bottom you can't see the top like that's like they're so straight up yes. and down they're torturous yes we used yes. to run them in volleyball they are very... volleyball. they were awful yeah, they're so long. Oh, fun. And um, it was over, it was like almost seven wow. miles. That's really far. I know. So my legs hurt. Maybe I need to do more physical activity. Uh, huh. Actually, I was looking at the pictures of us when we ran our 7K. Oh. Maybe we should do that I think again. it was only a 5K. Oh. Wasn't it a 5K? <laughs> uh, no, it was a 7K. And it, it was a 7K. It said oh, it, it on our medals because I checked. Yeah, I think so because it was a super oh, random distance. Because usually it was like five something miles. It, it was, was longer than three miles, which is a 5K. That was awful. It was hot. I was miserable. Um, it was 95 degrees it was awful. hot. You're like, welcome, not, ladies. We're not talking like building eight. community. It was so hot. <laughs> like, can we build community in another way? Like laying by a pool? <laughs> I remember when we were on that run, I was like, Shelly, this is the worst. Brandy ran the whole ever. time. And she was I did. So disappointed in us, Brittany. I know. I was like, I am running this whole time doing this, finishing. 
I thought I was going to die. Awful. It was so oh, gosh. Okay. So oh. I think for me in community and physical activity, I have really found community in walking. I enjoy going on walks with people and, um, I really enjoy actually just spending time with my husband going on walks after dinner. We have a park close by our house, so we will take the kids and do that. Um, Another thing that Brett and I do is um, a summer activity, but it's play Frisbee. Brett loves Frisbee so, so very much. (laughs) And it was one of those things that like you just kind of have to get on board. And so um, we will play Frisbee probably in the summer, I would say four to five nights a week in front of our house in the street. Like he just, Oh my God. Loves frisbee. That's so fun. He really enjoys it. So sometimes we'll take the Frisbee to the park and the kids will play on the playgrounds and ride bikes and we'll like play Frisbee. Or sometimes we just like play in the street, but I've actually gotten pretty decent at it because honestly, if you do anything four or five days a week, you know, like you're going to get better. Um, but mm-hmm. it is a really nice way to just chat and connect and you're kind of doing something, but it's not, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like super strenuous physical activity, <laughs> but I am being active and standing up. So I'm going to count as physical activity. That's good. Does Brett ever do ultimate What's frisbee? That? Like disc oh, yeah. frisbee or he disc, loves golf? disc golf? Yes, he has done disc golf and he loves it. He, when he goes on business trips, even he brings a frisbee with him. I'm like, are you going oh. on vacation? Or are you going to work, honey? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You never know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. Does you he never know what's going to happen? Does he get his like work associates oh, yeah. to play oh, frisbee yeah. with him? Like at the yeah. hotel? Or like or they'll do it like at parks or beach. Like if they're doing kind of like more of a retreat outing or whatever. I don't know. He just wants to make sure he's prepared all the time. Brett loves activities. I want to I can see Brett in his suit, like trip. pulling it out of yeah. his suit and being like, here's my frisbee. Well, and sometimes they do like team building stuff. Like they'll do meetings and then team building in the afternoon or different group things. I don't know. I I'm at home with the kids, so I'm not partaking. I'm on board, Brett. I'm on board. (laughs) But he enjoys it. So all that to say, definitely has built community with us and helped our relationship. So so the last one that I have here in the article is a meaningful and manageable work life. And so what it says is those who say they work just the right amount are least likely to be lonely. So if you are in a job that you find meaningful and you're working a good amount, so you're not working too much, you're not working not enough, then you're in a good place where you're not going to be lonely is basically what the research found. So how would you guys say that you have kind of adapted this for your personal life? So would you consider like this motherhood when you're thinking about meaningful work? What does that look like for you on this point in the article? I think that sometimes I struggle with feeling like motherhood is meaningful work Mm -hmm. because it can be so mundane, Mm -hmm. um, just making lunch every day, doing all the laundry, reading the same book 50 million times in a row, cleaning toilets, vacuuming. It just seems like it's not very important work. But when I stop and think about it, I think it's one of the most meaningful and important jobs you get that, that is in this world. Um, we are literally raising the future generation. And so the values and the manners and the skills that we impart on our children will hopefully carry through over into their adult lives. And then they'll have kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully that they find value in what we've taught them and they carry that on to their kids. Um, And so I think that even though it can feel Mm -hmm. mundane, it is actually very meaningful work. Yes. In the long run. I agree. Yes. 
in the long run. I agree 100%. Yeah. Is there anything else you would add to that, Shelly? I don't think so. Brittany hit all my points. Yeah. I know that was really beautiful, Brittany. I know. (laughs) I would definitely agree as far as how I feel about motherhood in that portion of my life job. Um, And then I would also agree with working in higher education and teaching Sometimes it definitely can feel mundane grading papers or answering questions, especially if you get like similar questions or you hear similar excuses on things. But then I will get comments or people will say things about how the class is impacting them or how it's changing their lives. Um, Specifically, I teach a personal finance class. And so people a lot of times will say like, I just didn't know this information on managing my finances. And because of this course, like this is not only changing my finances, but it's also changing my kids' finances. And I'm sharing Mm -hmm. it with my family. I'm sharing it with my friends. Mm -hmm. Like this information is so valuable. So even though sometimes it is mundane, I guess, working and teaching and and doing that, um, I do feel like there is a lot of value that I it mm-hmm. helps me feel connected to a larger community, my student like community mm-hmm. and not just um, friends. So I really appreciate that as well. So now that we have kind of talked through this article and we have um, kind of gone over these things, I would love to know what you ladies are into right now, which is just kind of a, a favorite part of our episode that we do. So what are you into right now, Brittany? What are you really enjoying? Uh, one thing that I am very much into, I feel like I always say food, but my current yes. favorite thing are these chocolate covered pretzel crisps. Oh. They're not like the regular right. pretzels. They're like the flat yes. pretzels mm-hmm. and they're dipped in milk chocolate mm-hmm. and they are so Yum. good. I can't remember what the brand is. I'll find it in like okay. it in the show notes. But they're like the perfect amount of salty and sweet Mm. and the right amount of chocolate. Mm. And I was eating them the other day. And then I looked at the bag to see what the serving size was. And um, it was supposed to be like five servings (gasps) per bag. Oh, no. And I ate it in two seconds. Oh, no. (laughs) So so delicious, which means I should be getting way more physical exercise than I actually Luckily, am. Luckily, you walked seven miles yesterday. <laughs> but they're so oh. good. And then mm. I had to go to the grocery store for something else the other day. And I really wanted to try and find them again and buy mm. more for myself. But I resisted and I was so proud. Those of are so good. I'm proud of you. Oh. But I'll probably go tomorrow okay. to get some because they're so good. Are you making a special trip to the store to get these? That was short lived. Like I didn't get them this day, but I'm going tomorrow to get them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What about you, Shelly? What are you into right now? I am really into this ginger tea. Oh, it's made by Yogi. Mm -hmm. I O G I. Yeah, I love their tea. Um, They're so good. Oh, it's so good. It's really, it's a really spicy ginger. Uh huh. And so Mm -hmm. then I put a little bit of lemon in it and some honey. Oh, yum. Oh, it's so good. That sounds really. I love it. Is it just straight ginger? Like it's just called ginger yeah, tea? Yeah, just ginger. That's all it says. Oh, yeah. When I was um, uh, a long time ago before I had kids, <laughs> I can't remember how old I was. Um, I went to Bali with my mom and uh, my best friend and her mom and like a couple other people. And they had ginger tea, this ginger tea there. And we drank it all over Bali. So anytime I have ginger tea, I always think about being in Bali, even though it's like a bajillion degrees oh. there. 
It was really hot. Yeah. We still drank this Even tea. It wasn't mm. ice. It was just hot. No, oh. it was hot. Okay. Mm. I know. I don't really know how that worked out. But yeah. It was super hot there. Ginger's really good for you. Tea. Yeah. Oh. It's really good. Yes. Um, sometimes if you're, if you have a cold, mm-hmm. this is what I do. If I have a cold, I'll just grate like fresh ginger mm-hmm. into a cup mm. of hot water and put lemon yep. and sometimes yes. uh, cayenne yeah. pepper. I say honey. Oh, honey. Yeah. honey. And honey. Yeah. The cayenne pepper will really like clear out your Clean you out. So oh yeah. Depending on, <laughs> depending on how much. Is this more medical in. advice that you're giving? Yes, just consider this. No, don't consider this a doctor podcast. <laughs> Dr. Brittany, look out. She's on. Brittany, what about you? What are you into right now? Well, I would like to share something. We had a listener review on um, Apple Podcasts from HR Roxanne, and she wanted us to share some of our instant pot recipes. And so, because I am such a huge fan, and I've actually made these burritos, I was thinking about it for this chicken that I will share this recipe right now. Um, every single week for the last four weeks, like I'm kind of embarrassed how much I make this. Oh, so it's like so simple and it's so easy, but it seems people just love it. And, and so this is why I make it all the time and my kids all eat it, which is amazing. So what I do is, is I get some boneless, skinless chicken breasts and I put them in my instant pot frozen. So just like dump some in frozen, however many people um, you think you need chicken for. And then I just get like the cheap paste picante salsa, like not even fancy, dump some of that in. If I'm feeling fancy, I might add some like salt, pepper, cumin, squeeze a lime in there. If I'm not feeling fancy, I'll just put the salsa and the chicken in and then set it for <laughs> about 25 minutes. And it comes out perfectly like cooked, tender, juicy. And then you just shred it. Like I just kind of like pull it apart with a por- uh, fork. And then sometimes... I'll put in like some corn or black beans. And then it's like basically mm-hmm. this amazing chicken yeah. like filling for a burrito. And so then I just do it with like tortillas or chips or salsa, sour cream, mm-hmm. cilantro, avocado, onions. Um, that. So good. But it's amazing. And it's such an easy recipe and people are always so impressed by it. And so it's just absolutely wonderful. And it's like frozen to done in like 30 minutes. Like it's incredible. Like it's the best thing ever. That sounds delicious. Yes, it's mm-hmm. Delicious. So if you guys come to my house soon, I'll um, make it for you. Do you want a tip? Yes. Is it medical? <laughs> it's not <laughs> medical. <laughs> a super easy way to shred your chicken is with your oh eaters. Have no. you ever tried that with like a but hand I mixer? But I you doing it. It's so easy. You can shred your chicken in ten know, seconds. You can put it in your KitchenAid too. Like in your yeah, mixer. but if you don't get it, get something else dirty. I know you could just do a yeah. hand mixer. Well, and I was I've just saying done... if you didn't have one, right? A hand mixer. Right. Yeah. I've done a potato yeah. masher too, which works well. Like just kind of mash it up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but mm. honestly, girls, I'm telling you, it's so tender. You just like pull it apart with a fork. <laughs> just falls right <laughs> just apart. Falls apart. <laughs> the best thing so hr roxanne i hope you try this recipe and let us know if you like it and what you think about it and listeners i would definitely encourage you make this for your family hopefully they'll enjoy it we will put the recipe in the show notes for you guys oh like i created the recipe i think i probably stole it from somewhere we should find the source we'll find that Brittany. (laughs) we'll work on that all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We have enjoyed talking about this article. We hope that you have found it beneficial. We would definitely encourage you to think about these five points and to consider some adjustments or areas of your life that you could make some changes and see how you could apply these points.
um, to your life um, because we really do want people to build communities in real life in order to have a flourishing life. So thank you so much for joining us today. Bye, guys. Bye, friends. Thank you for listening today. Please visit us at theflourishinglife.co for show notes and links to all our socials.